Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good because we're in the same place. It's great. Yes, and you're, you're extremely bubbly tonight. Yeah, it could be the coffee I had a little while there was, ago. There was nothing in the coffee. It was just... just caffeine. It's been a few hours since I've had caffeine. So That's yeah. it. Caffeine's yeah. amazing. It is. So. It's way too good. So what, have you done anything exciting? or? Um, I haven't been out properly for a while and I'm itching to get out and do some location scouting actually. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's always good to have a, a repertoire of places that you can go and shoot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and funnily enough, that's what we're chatting about. That's today. what we're going to talk about. <laughs> it is. So, loca- location scouting. So, mm-hmm. I know you do a bit of it because you do mm-hmm. some shoots. So, so how do you go about what? How? Do, what's your process for trying to find a location? Do you? Mm, okay, so it it depends on the scenario, to be honest. So, if it's for a fashion shoot, it's very different to if it was a wedding. So, I'll go through the wedding scenario because that's probably the most um, fundamental for me at the moment. Uh, So with a wedding location scouting, it would start with where the church is, if I'm unfamiliar, Um, and it would literally be go go have a look at the the site for around about the same time that the ceremony would be, Um, see if there's any good spots afterwards to have the family photographs. Um, So kind of perusing around the building, checking where the shadows fall, where the light sits. Yep. What type of traffic, if I need to check for car parks, if it's going to be hard to get into, is there lots of people around? There's so many factors that go into it. Yep, so access is one of the things you do look at. Absolutely, absolutely. And then so after I'm quite comfortable with that, it would be let's go for a drive around the really close vicinity if if it's not on a property or, or such such and such. Yep. Um, so it would be to find locations for the bridal photographs. So and, and how long how long would you kind of say, what's the max when you drive to, mm. to a new location? So it's really about anticipating how long it is, not anticipating, sorry, but, but determining how long it is between ceremony and reception. Yes. And what time they need to be back and what time sunset hits. So I really look for the best light and the best location. Um in the city, it's traffic ha- plays a big part in finding those spots. Yep. So because parking and stuff like that. Parking, yeah, can be really challenging, especially if your bridal party is is walking around in a uh, driving around. Sorry, in a limousine, you actually have a bit of trouble getting into particular spots. Yes, yep. Can take quite a bit of time in the traffic. Um, so I really take in all of those key factors. How big is the bridal party? What colours are they wearing? Where do they want to go? What types of images are they searching for? Do they have any really particular any any spots that are special to them that that resonate with who they are and how that how they became a couple? Because um, one, one of the challenges I think too of wedding photographers when you're doing those location type shoots is obviously mm-hmm. bridal dress isn't always the most um, no. mobi- has the most mobility. Mm-hmm. Like typically with a train and high heels and mm-hmm. so I mean I remember I was doing a um, photo walk through the city. Mm. Um, probably about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this bridal party's pulled up. There's, there's a really, there's a really nice car park. It's a very industrial, grungy street mm. car park in the city. We, I've done a few shoots, and it, yeah, it is a nice kind of scene. Anyway, mm. so obviously the wedding photographer had obviously scoped out this car park, mm-hmm. 
and realised there was a couple of potential um, places he could put the bride and groom and mm. get some kind of urban yeah, yeah, shots. which is which is one of my favourite things to do yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so, but I was just you know watching and to getting getting in and out of this location from where they pulled up and they were in a limo and they kind of had to kind of mm. weirdly park. Mm-hmm. But getting them, get, and I thought I'll just gotta watch this. Cause <laughs> it's this quite is amusing. Gonna, this is going to be hilarious because I know this Pull location. Pull out your copper and your bicky, have a bit of a break. <laughs> I know this location, and it's not easy. But but you know they persevered and they got in there and they took their shots and they got out. So mm-hmm. but that's whether or not that photographer had scoped that out and knew mm. that he could make it work. Mm-hmm. So that's that's always a challenge, I think, with location shoots is mm. if you haven't you know been there then you get there and you can be really disappointed yeah yeah you don't want to be embarrassed as well by by saying that you're a professional and you haven't actually checked out a location well well the other thing too is which we wanted to talk about in this particular episode about scoping out locations is etiquette etiquette yes etiquette so definitely so sometimes that we find gems of locations that Mm -hmm. we love to use and then someone comes along and spoils it for everybody yes because yes. because they've been hungry and they've been to the local subway and they just think, oh. Well, they've got a few roadies with them. That's a very. Yep. F- very yep. So they yeah. just discard this stuff in this location, get their shots, discard the stuff and then move on and leave it. Yeah. So so typically what happens is the owner of the property or, or the caretakers of the property mm-hmm. have to come in and clean up mm-hmm. the, the aftermark, mm-hmm. which then leaves it difficult for the next photographer that might want to come through and use it. Yes. And it's always really, it's a good idea to, when you're doing your location scouting, if you're going to a public area, make sure that you're not required a permit. If you are, get one. Make sure that there's, like if there's security, clear it with them first. Yep. Explain what you're doing. Exactly. And wherever possible, talk to shop owners or people in the area and get permission. Let them know what's going on. Yep. One of of the things that I do, and, and you may or may not have done this, but Sometimes I've gone to a location shoot like that mm-hmm. and there has been rubbish that was there previously mm-hmm. that's been discarded around that quite often, if it's easy to dispose of, I'll actually pick it up and dispose yes. of it. Yes. I don't want to leave that location with the – someone might think mm-hmm. I've left it there. That's exactly right, yeah. So quite often I've been known to kind of clean up and get rid of rubbish and, and sometimes, sometimes yeah. people have been super lazy because – the bin has literally been four or five <laughs> meters away from where the discarded. I've seen that happen. I've actually witnessed it happen. Yes. So it's like yeah. you know the coffee cups and mm-hmm. those types of things. And 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 my idea is that yeah, you just don't want to leave that location. You want to leave it better than you found it. So yeah. people. So that's right. So, it's like so, a rental property, isn't it? Really. That's it. You don't want to. That's right. You don't want to kind of have this bad mark against mm. you, even even though like you didn't make the mess the mess was already there you're potentially ruining it for other people that want to use yeah. the space like i know there is a few spaces um that are quite popular for wedding photographs and as a result of people doing the wrong thing they're no longer available for use no that's right so people will actually go you know what the last few people have been from here have just been made such a mess that it's, we're just cutting off access yeah yeah and what they could do as well is they could they could therefore be in uh, they could be um they could be charging a fee as yes. a result of that. And we don't always have the money for fees or things like that. No, that's right. And sometimes, yeah. like I said, the the problem of paying for a fee for a location shoot is some locations are very dependent on ambient light. Mm-hmm. If the day changes, mm-hmm. 
the whole location may not work. Mm, and that's a really good point. So to, watching your lighting is really important if you're doing location scanning, especially for an event. Yes. Um, and being mindful of of choosing somewhere that, that may potentially have a bit of cover if it is raining or that if it is a day where it's overcast, it's not going to make too much of an impact on your images. You're still going to be able to get those great shots. Yep. Yeah. And I think one of, the, one of the really key things is if you're doing a location shoot and you've and you're wrangling people, mm-hmm. you do need a wrangler, someone mm-hmm. who can control people and keep people safe. Or you get your mum voice on. <laughs> yeah, you get your mum voice on. But, I mean, sometimes sometimes you're preoccupied and setting the shot up mm. and you've got people milling around and there's, like it might be in the car park. So you've still got people coming and parking cars mm-hmm. that people need to be mindful of where they are mm-hmm. and what's around them. Yes. So sometimes it just needs somebody to keep, track of it yeah and you also may potentially need someone to keep an eye on the time for you so yes. if you're dealing oh, the time, with timekeepers kind yeah. of sometimes i mean what's good these days obviously like with the modern phones and stuff you yeah. can you can set alarms and for... i often do i have a silent alarm if i'm wearing my fitbit so yes. i know when it's time to move yes so you kind of know i need to get moving now because we need to we need to get to the next spot or we've got to get back for the reception, reception. or we're losing light that's a really important factor when it comes to to after wedding photography yes and i think look if you if you're going to say take couples out, say if you're doing a um, engagement shoot, mm-hmm. a couple may not have just know that they want some photos, but they're not sure. I mean, some couples will obviously have a clear idea what mm-hmm. they want to achieve yeah. from the shoot. Yeah, other couples will kind of leave it up to the photographer to come up with something creative. That's right. So it's always good to have in your in your library. Yeah, a little bit of a location. Some location. Some, yeah. Some, so you can you can mm. refer back to shot shoots that you've done there previously mm-hmm. and say, hey, I did it here. Do you like the look of this? Yeah. We can mix it up a little bit and we can shoot it like we can do it early morning and we can use mm-hmm. the, the morning sun or we can mm-hmm. do it late afternoon or whatever. We can mix it up. And never forget the value in going and checking out a location and just seeing if it would work. Like you may find some hidden gems that you yes. weren't prepared to find. I know I've I've found many of them which would be even – Simple things like tunnels at train stations yes. can be really effective and, and quite powerful in your images, especially yes. if it's something local to the couple or it's their train station or it's how they met or, yep. you know, there's so many cute, 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 cute things that are out there. Yeah. So, so, you, so obviously, you know, what you're alluding to there, sometimes you can have cues to their story mm-hmm. in, in the location. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And always ask questions. Communicate with your couples if that's what you're doing. If it's for a fashion shoot, go out and have a look around. Definitely get permits if you've got a model. Yes. Because there is well, lots of make public sure, spaces. Well, make sure that you've got the appropriate insurances as well. Exactly. Because some, some places will require you to have like $20 million worth of Public, public liability cover. They need to see proof of that in, in most cases as well. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of times they will. So, like I said, so it's kind of always good to understand um, the legalities of using a location. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just doing the, the due diligence of checking out what's yes. required if I want to go and shoot here. Yes. Am I allowed to shoot here? Yes. What are the restrictions? It's a bit like some of the, um, some of the areas you can go and shoot in national parks they're day use only mm-hmm. so during the day that's fine you can go in there and use it but then as soon as it gets dark it's mm. you, you shouldn't be there mm. Mm. um people sometimes will push the push the boundaries on these things yes and please abide by the regulations i know that there is a very popular spot on the sunshine coast that gets used a lot 
and there's a, a particular requirement for using it and a lot of people ignore it. Yes, yeah. Which is really disappointing and it's only taken one or two people to do the wrong thing and that won't, that won't be available to us. Well, that's, I mean, people will, it, sometimes it's easier. I mean, look, I've, I've scoped out and I've found some amazing locations mm-hmm. and I've gone and found who the owners are and I've gone to them and said, hey, I'd love to come and shoot here. And they said, no, we don't allow it anymore because we had such and such happen. It's and, so disappointing to and, hear those stories, and, and, isn't and, it? And that's it. So it's kind of like, so, oh, damn. You know, there was a, there was a facility at one of the um, dams and there's a kind of lookout tower, which would make a fantastic location, but they've just shut it off. Such and they just shame. And they just will not open it now because there was, there was an incident that happened. And I, and I understand that sometimes it's easy. To, that's the easiest way to control it. Yes. It's just to basically make it no, mm. no access to anybody mm. and then you're not going to have a problem, mm-hmm. which is sad because then that's lost mm. as, a, as a potential location. And look, locations are an important part of any storytelling for mm. an image. You know, with the right location, the image can be so much more powerful. That's exactly right, yeah. Quite, you know? Quite impactful, yeah. So trying to find those locations and try to, you know, lever off them to get these great images because mm. that's what you're trying to do for your client. I mean, you're for your, you're trying to get them the best possible images you possibly can mm. create. Mm. And like it's it's very similar to when you do your street walking. So when you go and do not the street walking in high heels and a short yeah, skirt. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did you you didn't see my pictures published on <laughs> Facebook recently, did you? <laughs> Wow. Um, So doing things like going out and taking some street photography is a really great way to kind of multitask. Yes. It's, you know, not only are you getting some great street photos, but you're also getting a chance to have a look around and see what locations are available for future shoots. It's really great. Well, that's it. And and again, like sometimes it's access Mm -hmm. that you're looking at that access where how you can get in there and get out because sometimes you might might be humping some lights or you might be – Mm. Pumping some other equipment you need yeah. to get to bump in and bump out. Yeah. So that can be a challenge. Looking at all your walls around the place as well, I think that's really, it's quite a hand tip for anyone that's doing any um, walking around in the cities or the valley. Yep. Uh, it's amazing what you can find. There's graffiti hidden in all sorts of places yes. you would never expect. There is some of those little laneways and stuff. There's some amazing, yeah. you know, um, urban art. Yeah, there's an the incredible walls. car park actually in West End yes. that has a big elephant painted on one of the walls yes and then there's another there's also park. there's also in the valley sorry that's in the valley not west the end. big elephant yes that's the one yeah and yeah. In, at west end there's a big skull behind one of the buildings yes and there used to be a piano hidden behind one of them there's some great stuff around, around that's, that's it well it is there's lots of lots of really urban mm. type stuff which makes fantastic photo props or mm-hmm. photo Incredible locations. artwork hiding around in some of the alleys for yes. some of the Brisbane art projects that are around and about. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like I said, it's going out, discovering them, mm-hmm. being respectful. Absolutely. Asking um, for permission. Please, people, ask yeah, for permission. Just, you know, and some, look, sometimes that's a challenge because sometimes it's difficult to find out who is responsible for that area. That's right. So sometimes you can come up empty when you're trying to find mm. out and 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 then some people attempt to just to run the gauntlet and use it. Which would be those Instagram models. Be careful, girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, too, like some locations, I see some, there's a popular location that looks over, we've got the Story Bridge as a backdrop and there's mm-hmm. a fence and people will jump the fence and do picnic setups and stuff like that. And it's really, 
it's an it's an out of bounds area, and that's for a, really a very good, good point. reason. Stay safe yes. when you're scouting. So whether it be you scout with someone else if you're doing it later in the day, but don't put yourself in any danger physically. Like if yeah. you could potentially hurt yourself, don't do it. It's not I think worth I it. think one of the challenges is there's some incredible alt buildings that maybe abandoned that people would mm. love to shoot, but they're really they're off limits. And for good reasons, some of them are quite dangerous. Well, some of them have hidden hidden um, dangers in there. I mean, they could be full of you know decaying asbestos, asbestos and floorboards might be rotten. Yeah, there could yeah. be there could be other type of hazards in there. There could be trip hazards, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Or the, some of them, some of these things. Um, I know there's a a place out um, which is an old abandoned psychiatric hospital, and it's full of snakes. What I don't mm. know about this place. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's actually dangerous for. A whole range of reasons. Mm. So, like I said, so sometimes people don't know of the danger. So mm-hmm. that's why it's always good to do the research to know what the mm. what the what the hazards are. Absolutely, and the permissions and things like that as well. There's a few places where you need to get permission, and a lot of people wouldn't 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 know that. They would just assume they could get in and yeah, I mean, take there's, photographs. There's a great location who like if you want to try and do that. You know that historical country themed. Um, there's a there's a yeah what what we what we call North Pine it's a kind of a country yeah. village yes, yes so there's yes. a lot of old buildings yes old banks old bakeries yes. I've actually I am yet to go in there really yeah okay it's pretty bad isn't it that I haven't been there and it's interesting because it's a great location it's got some great um, trees and mm-hmm. old barns and mm-hmm. rustic stuff but falling a apart. Permit is required. You, you to photograph in you there. You require a permit yes. to go in there and shoot. So you yes. need to go and talk to the um, yeah. caretaker and organize your permit if you're going to come in there and shoot. That's right. That's right. I've actually had some clients in the past that wanted to photograph in there, and as soon as there was a permit required that that cost money, they weren't yes. interested at yeah. all. And, and like I said, sometimes, I mean, it can make or break a photo. Like, you know, if you get the right location, it can really make the image something else mm. rather than you could shoot the same image sometimes and it kind of mm. falls a bit flat, doesn't mm-hmm. have the same punch to it. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's, you know, and, and again, like I said, it just it depends on the on what people want to pay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I like to find those places that no one else knows about, which is which well, is getting harder and harder. It is. It's it's always it's always hard to find that you you know, unique location that no one's seen. Mm. And when you do find something and you can get an image and it's really nice that you've kind of discovered it and it's but it is a double-edged sword because then you kind of people sometimes even though a lot of people won't disclose their locations they won't share them yeah and the reason is they don't want people to abuse them yeah but people can soon quite often work out yes where it is i used to love those those direct messages or on facebook it'd be like can you please tell me where this location is i want to tell my wedding photographer yeah (laughs) yeah "Yeah, sure i won't tell anybody else (laughs) (laughs) oh damn my profile is set to public not private was my spot. <laughs> I've just broadcast it to, you know, yeah, exactly. billions of Facebook users. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yes, so what we're talking about is scoping out and having a, a kind of, I suppose, a few locations that you can mm. use because sometimes you do need a plan B. Yes, I always have a plan B, not yeah. for just weather reasons, but because sometimes you go to a place and especially when it comes to wedding it, it, photography, it's, they're packed. You've yeah, got to move or, on. Or it's just, and you might decide that there's a great rotunda 
down in New Farm Park that you can do this set, set a shot up, get down and you can't get in cooey of it. Mm, you know, exactly. Someone's having their picnic in there. Yeah, yeah the Or picnic. they've booked it out for their own wedding or, or whatever. And, yeah. and some, some of those things, yeah, you, you can book them. But then, again, if you try to get them, sometimes you just can't get them. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. they are so popular. And I think the other place too where you've got to be a little bit careful is it's a popular spot is around the powerhouse. That was Yeah, that's the one where you actually need permission and if you don't, you get escorted off the premises. Yeah, that's right. So, and what you got to remember is, people aren't being kind of difficult. There's a reason why you need permissions because, for a lot of places, for the OHS, for the health and safety, they need to know that you're acting in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. Um, if something happens, you know, they need to be able to contact somebody. That's exactly right. So it's kind of like makes a lot of sense that you're not going to. Mm. Just better go there and go all guns a blazing, and mm-hmm. and something happens, and then no one knows oh, who is this person, mm. who do I contact? Something's happened. They've yeah. fallen down. They've hit the head. We don't know who they yeah. who they are. Yeah, that type of stuff. So sometimes that's the reason why they want so much. Yeah, background information, and yeah. they, and sometimes they want they want a um like a work method statement. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So how are you going to behaving? How are you going to be dealing? Like, with Almost like a code of conduct for yeah, for well, your. The, for your party. <laughs> well yeah and like i mean if you if you're taking equipment there like maybe you're taking some lights and mm-hmm. you know it might get a bit windy and mm. you know are you anchoring the lights down with sandbags what are you doing to how are you protecting other people from a potential yeah you know something happening that's right i mean the last thing you want to do is you know anyone in business is through your course of you're doing your stuff Someone gets, someone else gets injured. Yes, yes. Or you get injured. That's right. You don't want that to happen or, or, either. Or your client gets injured. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, you don't want to. Open you up to a potential law case. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. well, everyone, everyone, we want to keep everyone safe, but mm. and but you do want to be pushing the envelope, trying to be creative. Yeah. So it's kind of like it is, there is that temptation, I think, sometimes when people aren't really wanting to be creative to really push the envelope. Mm. And I think that's where you've got to be really careful of, and I'm all for pushing boundaries in photography. Absolutely. Everyone should be pushing the boundaries trying to get those unique images. Mm-hmm. But it's got to come safely. You've got to do it in a safe yes, manner. Yes, I agree with you. Which, which kind of sometimes is the party pooper because it, sometimes you'll have this great idea but you just can't, you can't do it. It doesn't translate. <laughs> well, it does, you can't do it safely. Mm. You just can't do it safely. I mean, and even like when – People are doing the right things. And I don't know if you remember back, there was a very tragic accident with a photographer. And it probably be, I want, I want to say it's probably nearly two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. They were photographing in a uh, cherry picker. And it was a father and son photographer yeah. team. Anyway, they were, I think it was a new apartment block. And it was in Brisbane. So they'd organized to get the high elevation, these high elevation shots of this new apartment block. Um, and there was a, an equipment failure, and the and the cherry lift bucket thing they think it toppled over. Oh, that's tra- that's terrible. And it came. I, I think it. I think they were up quite high. I mean, I think they they were up like twenty meters in the air. It was quite high up. Oh, that's terrible. And unfortunately, the the father he was killed. He was yeah. pinned under the bucket. The, the son was critically injured. He was very badly injured. He he did he did live and recover. But I mean, and that was you know he'd done the right thing and it turned out I think it was the crane operator bucket lift guy hadn't mm. hadn't set the machine up 
safely. You know, they put down the arms mm. to, to stabilize mm-hmm. it and something had gone wrong and it sunk in the ground and that just caused the whole, oh, whole so thing sad. to topple over. So so even when people go into these situations where it should have been, that should have been a, a routine shoot mm. and it should have been quite safe. I mean, I'm I'm sure that he wouldn't have had his son up there with him if he thought anything like that was going to happen. Anything like that was going to happen. Mm. He wouldn't put his you know son in danger. He'd say, you know, you stay down here, I'll go up there and shoot. But these things happen, unfortunately. Mm. And that's why sometimes people are so reluctant to let people into places. That's right. That's right. So if you if you are photographing any abandoned buildings or any building sites and those kinds of things, don't do it. Well, abandoned buildings is kind of like it, especially taking taking a client or a model in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's just crazy. It's asking for trouble. It's just really asking like, you know, there's too many things that can go wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. what you try and do obviously on any any shoot, you try and minimize the risk. Mhm by doing all the things you can. That's right. And on some um, locations, you can you can do all that. You can tick all those boxes. Yes. And then in some places, it's just impossible. There's too many variations. That's exactly right, yeah. And that, that's when you – that's the trigger to walk away. Mm, absolutely. As cool as this might look, it's just not worth it. Yeah. So things to consider when you're location scouting, lighting. Yep. Access. Safety. Safety. And, and do a <laughs> do a safety audit. Yes, exactly. Basically, look at the location and look at all the things that could potentially go wrong, mm. and what can you do to minimise the risk. Yes, I mean, like you know, like I said we talked earlier about that um, photographer losing his life in a in a you know commercial photography mm. type scenario, but he would have done they would have done all their work method statements and safe working and all that type of stuff, and it's. And that still wasn't enough. Yeah. Because, you know, again, it was somebody else hadn't followed. And that, that's the other thing too is check and double check and yeah. check. Because, you know, sometimes people will say that they've done something correctly, but they check it. One of the interesting things I always think about if when a plane's taking off, you'll hear them, the captain will say, you know, lock doors and cross check. And you'll be sitting there and if you're near like, the you know the the exits over the wings, mm. the hosty one hosty will come and check her side, then she'll go over to the other side, and then the hosty will cross over. So they'll yes. they'll double check their own, they'll double check their work that the door is locked. Yes, because the last thing you obviously want to do is the door coming open. Yeah, on a plane mid flight. So so it's interesting that they do that double checking. That's right. And virtually on some stuff, you do need to do that extra check, even though someone says, "Oh no, it's all good. I've got it all sorted." Just make sure. It just doesn't hurt to, yeah. to run your eyes over it and just, yeah. just just check and especially if you've got clients around. Well, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Just mm. just so you know, and especially if like I mean, if you've got children involved, mm-hmm. then it's really mm. takes it to another mm. level as well. That's right. That's absolutely right. Because they can be. I mean, you know, you got to you got to be potentially like if a, you're doing a family shoot. Yes. If there's maybe little ones and there's water hazards. Oh goodness me! You actually, that's a really good point. When you're doing family shoots, always location scout to minimise distractions for children. Yes, that's a that's something I've just thought of then, because small children get distracted quite easily. Yep. If there's lots of things around that they could potentially be distracted by, it's going to affect your photography. Yeah, and I know a park, and it doesn't happen every afternoon, but it happens a lot of afternoons at a certain time of the afternoon. The sulphur-crested cockatoos <laughs> will come into a particular tree, mm. and they squawk and carry on and make a lot so of loud. Not, so loud that they can be for someone. If you were trying to do a shoot around there, that can be very distracting. Mm-hmm. 
because they really are loud. Yeah, it can be quite and, uncomfortable for some people as well. Well, some people do have a, people do, and the birds they swoop in, and some people do have a phobia of of birds. Like mm. people, some people just don't like swooping birds. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's things like that that maybe you need to check and find out that there's a, you know this go there, and and the only way you're going to find out is go there and check it out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and if you do find that, you might say, you know what, this is going to be a little bit too distracting. Mm. I'm going to have little kids here; they're going to be not yeah. comfortable with the, yeah. all these birds around or wildlife or or it's whatever. It's true, isn't it? It's absolutely true. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's like I said, but yeah. it's basic. I suppose it's basic risk management. Yes, yeah, and exactly. and that's one of the things I suppose we're also talking about is managing the risk of yes of when you're doing something like this as well. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. But it's great, like I said, to have yourself a a little a little index card of all these. Magic locations. Yes. And I suppose the thing what you've got to be careful too is don't overdo it. No. Don't overcook them. No, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, just because it's your favourite, maybe you shouldn't take every couple to the same place. <laughs> it looks a bit boring on your portfolio. You're going to have all these, all, these, all these clone backgrounds that are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. <laughs> it just makes me think I've been going through some old files and I've I've had that very similar thought. I'm like, oh, it's just a different, same place, different people. Yep. Yeah. The, the other thing which we haven't talked about is that sometimes having a catalogue of backgrounds can be quite useful to comp into a picture. Mm-hmm. So sometimes because of... That's a really good point, yeah. Say you have a weekend when it's really rainy, torrential storm, it's just really miserable, you're not going to get any great location pictures yeah so you shoot you shoot the couple in a situation where and because you know the background you're going to use Mm -hmm. you can position them in a way that's going to make it easy for you to do a composite image Mm. and there's really nothing wrong if you say to to a client look we can't go to this you know location because it's pouring rain and you know you're going to get saturated but i've got some stock images that i've taken that I can put you in there in post. <laughs> and and you do see some amazing you do. work with, yeah. with composite images. So that's another thing that sometimes you might have this stock of background images that you've taken mm-hmm. that you can still use with people, mm. but you comp them in. So you do a composite image. And even for your creative stuff as well, it can be really, really handy to have just a little library. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, for people wondering, and, and they may not have heard the, the term composite image, a lot of commercial photography because of monetary restraints, yeah. they can't fly to these exotic locations. <laughs> so they'll use a stock picture of that location. Mm. Then they'll put the talent or the product in via post-production. Yes, they will. So basically what you're doing is you've got a base picture and then you're putting elements into that picture mm-hmm. and you're creating a whole new picture. That's right. Some people, some people think it's cheating, but I mean, sometimes it's sometimes it's fun. Some, well, but sometimes it's the only way to um, actually achieve a result. You know, that's what you need to do. You need to, you want to create this image, and it's always great to be able to do it in camera. Yes. I mean, that's always your first go-to position. But yes. sometimes you can't do it in camera. No. So it's it's always good to have that kind of as a backup, yeah, as yeah. a backup plan. Great point. Yeah. Well, I think get out there and. Explore yes, and document, do all your safety checks, do it all, you know, by the book. Be respectful of the location. Please be respectful. Yeah, make sure you, you know, if I said if there's rubbish there, you haven't put it there, pick it up anyway and just get rid of it so, you know, that no one can blame you for it mm. type of thing. So, excellent. Yeah. All right, Terry. Awesome. Until next time. Chat soon. See ya. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.